The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with The Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Thank you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. I am your host. I'm Vern Davis here on Plant Profits. Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. Thanks again for joining joining us here today. My guest today spent over 20 years in the banking sector with Deutsche Bank, first heading up the capital markets and treasury solutions group, then serving as a managing director and vice chairman of corporate finance for North America. My guest today is Eric Moff, and Eric is the president and co-founder of Juicy Holdings. So Eric, how are you? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. It's Friday, so, you know, <laughs> although every day it seems to be a little bit like a Friday. Yeah, well, that's good. That means you're living good, Eric. Well, you know, I'm living, that's for sure. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, doing really good and, Happy that, uh, you know, to be here today and hope everyone's keeping safe and wearing masks and, you know, hopefully we get to the other side of this in the not too distant future. We need that. Wear your mask, stay your distance, do the right thing, keep us healthy. We need all of that. That is absolutely uh, the case. Man, I'm honored to be having this conversation with you for reasons you may not understand. Yeah. Uh, you are an Olympian. I am. Yes. And I want to hear all about that here on Plant Profits. We've never had an Olympian on the show. So we're going to take a little detour because Vern wants to really get into that 1992 games. Tell me about it, man. Well, Vernon, it's actually especially uh, uh-huh. special for me. I don't know if you know, but I'm South African. Yeah, so I grew up in apartheid South Africa. Yeah, and uh, post Nelson Mandela coming out of uh, uh, prison, uh, mm-hmm. we got readmitted back into the Olympic Games in 1992. Yeah, so I was very fortunate, or very fortunate, to live in a country that was seeing fantastic change, mm-hmm. but that also inspired us to be back in the Olympics after uh, 24 years of isolation. Wow. Now, apartheid, was, that was the apartheid isolation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the Olympic Committee had yeah. thrown South Africa rightly out. And I just was lucky to be, uh, you know, kind of in my early 20s. Yeah. And uh, I got a call. I was actually at Brown University. It was my senior year. And it was, it was probably just before Thanksgiving, I got a call from a good friend of mine who had rode with, and I rode at Brown. I was on the varsity. He okay. said to me, I've got good news. You've got to get back to South Africa. I said, well, you know, I'm coming in, in, in December for the holidays. He said, no, we just got readmitted back into the Olympics. We're putting a boat together. Wow. Kick some ass. So we did that. <laughs> and it, was, uh, it was very special. It was a great honor and a great privilege to be one of the few, uh, one of the very early South Africans readmitted back into the international world arena. So I got to meet Nelson Mandela, which was That's amazing. the highlight of my life. Yeah. And I got to compete in a sport I loved. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for a country that, even though I'm an American citizen, I love this country, but you never really lose the heart of the place that you were brought up in and grew up in. It's just, it's just one of those things. It's actually kind of cool to be from 
two places. I love, I love America and I love Africa. So That is a beautiful story. You and know, now, and now I love cannabis. And now you love cannabis. And oh. we, we have a light. <laughs> we have a lot in common. I love that, man. I love that. But I tell you what, uh, Nelson Mandela, he's him walking out of that prison on that day. And I'll never forget where I was, what time of day it was, et cetera, and the tears that came to my eyes on that day. And I, I think that event is one of those events in, 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 world, in, in, in the history of our world, right? And the lives of many millions of people that they'll never forget that day. Uh, it's one hopefully, of those moments. Hopefully my children in November will feel the same way. No, absolutely. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you. <laughs> That's amazing. You got that in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, that's good. Well, that's now what waters were you guys in? Where were you? So it was, you know, so the Olympics were in Barcelona, Spain. Okay. Nice and place to be. Just, oh, <laughs> you know, what a town to be. 20, 23 years old, fit, best shape yeah. of your life. In yeah. a big village where there are 5,500 women are equally in shape. And <laughs> so it, was, it yeah. was a lot of fun. But the, the place was called Banioles, which okay. was about an hour and 20 minutes outside, which uh -huh. had a beautiful lake, and they created the whole Olympic village there. So oh, we great. spent the first week competing out there, and it was just, you know, it was very special. Uh, walked uh, into the stadium. Uh, with South Africa, we've got a standing ovation. Yeah, so I'm That's, very privileged, very privileged to have been lucky enough to yeah. to be in that very special event. I love it. I love it, man. That that is an event. I, I love it. I love it. So why the hell cannabis? Well, I mean, you you were in the financial community. You're at Deutsche Bank. You're doing big business, big dollars. Tie it together for me, man. Why cannabis and him? Yeah, I'll start with a little bit of a joke. I always say to people, I spent 20 plus, almost 25 years in a legal business no one liked. Yeah. And I'm in an illegal business that everyone likes. So. That's true. <laughs> no, no, I'd, I'd retired and I was looking yeah. for my next gig. Yeah. And I really loved finance. I found it to be exhilarating. I was in a really great part of the business. Yeah. But, you know, you get to stage in life. I was getting towards my 50s. Yeah. You know, if you see this, that is very hard to believe. I mean, That's, I can't that. believe that. Yeah. It's almost ridiculous. Isn't yeah. It? Um, but I really enjoyed, enjoyed it and was looking for another gig. And, you know, uh, the president, you know, the actual CEO of, 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 of Jushi, Jim Cacioppo, yeah. Who's a longtime friend of mine was telling me about cannabis and said, you know, we really should start a company. And I started doing my diligence because you know, I think if you're not in uh, the business, yeah. especially where Sessions was, uh, you know, basically the attorney mm -hmm. general, you really felt it was a dangerous place to be that you could get arrested, that it was legalizing, but there was a lot of headwinds. When you perception actually, was out there. Yeah. It was a very tough perception. Yeah. But when you break the business up, ironically, it's a lot more conducive to my skill set than I'd ever initially thought. Huh. Yeah. Firstly, you've got to raise a lot of money. It's expensive. Growth right. costs a lot of money. Extraction facilities cost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Just it takes a lot of capital, something that I'd spent my life raising and knew that I could do a good job on. Right. 
you had to buy businesses and you had to construct businesses and spend 20 plus years. That's what you do, right? That. Yeah. You know, it, Jim and I have very good and complementary risk skills. He, he is a uh, distressed uh, investor by background. Okay. This is a distressed industry. It's distressed two years ago. It's still distressed now. Right. I'd done a lot of M&A, so we knew we could buy things. Okay. And so with those kind of things in space, you can raise money, you know how to buy businesses, you know how to manage big businesses. With the acquisition of uh, the clinic out of Colorado, we brought uh-huh. some cannabis expertise. These were people that had a decade in growing, in creating products, into running stores. So, you know, when you got a business where three of the four stools, you know, legs on the stool fit you, it's not a bad uh, it's not a bad business. And then I've really loved learning about cannabis, the medical mm-hmm. aspects about mm-hmm. it, uh, even the recreational. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of us spend many years having subpar products. And yes. suddenly, you know, within three to five years, you've got an array of products. You're able to dose yourself correctly. You're that's able right. to what I call curate your high. Uh-huh. You know? And that's a that's a great thing. And it's, I mean. I, I like that. I'm a still at curate your high. That is Perfectly said. It explains everything. You know, yeah. for, for, for especially for a guy who's getting a little older, you know, sleep, it's a great sleep aid. It's great yeah. relaxing in the evenings. Cutting down a little bit on that, that, that tequila is not a bad idea. Those calories, they're harder to get rid of as you get older. Eric, how did you know it was tequila, man? It just has to be. Man. Okay, all right. The man of, of, of substance and depth. <laughs> because I have a bourbon of tequila. <laughs> We got to have a cocktail. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I almost brought one up. My wife was trying to book me. I've been known to do that. I've been known to do that. <laughs> you should have you done it. You'd have been at home. It's good. It's all good, man. <laughs> I got a long day ahead of me. Okay. All right. No, so really, it was, you know, there was a lot about it. You know, our medical director is a guy called Dr. Laszlo Mashley. He's out of a place called the Dent Clinic in Buffalo, New York. Right. He's been treating patients for five, six years. The testaments that he gets and the, you know, the, 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 just the great work he's done as a skeptic to start and now a believer. Yeah. And I just felt that, you know, if from, from a moral perspective, I, I had no issue with it. I thought there Good. was great, um, great applicability to, you know, recreation all the way through an alternative to, um, to 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 pharmaceuticals, which I think we're all looking to do. It's a natural, it's a natural alternative, not a replacement. It's an alternative. Absolutely. And you know, felt that you know, you know, at the end of the day, let's be honest. Canada may have a lot of people that smoke, you know, smoke weed, but America is the, you know, this is really where cannabis and marijuana has has really the strongest foothold. And so, from a market's perspective, because I'm a businessman as well. Mm-hmm felt like this was an incredible opportunity. I love it. I love it. It's an incredible opportunity. We're going to stop it right there. On the other side, we're going to take a break. Eric, you and I are going to take a break and come back. We'll continue our discussions with Eric Moff, the president and founder of Juicy Holdings. Uh, Having a great time with him today. We'll be right back. Thank you. There's Ellen. I think some folks just listening in. Lars, yeah. Ellen, Michael, Lisa. I think they're just listening in. Yeah, we're just on listen only, Molly. Apologize yeah. for the delay. We had a, we had bad we had bad information to get online. Plant profits will return, so our sponsors can profit from these messages. 
elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Plant Profits. I'm Vern Davis, and I'd like to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. We call them the Plant Profits. Each week on Plant Profits, we talk to the people at the forefront of the industry, creating real companies and career opportunities. We'll learn from the people leading the charge into the promised land of profit. Plant Profits is powered by Protus Global, people solutions firm that has been building companies, changing lives since 1995. P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. Protus Global. Find Plant Profits now at CannabisRadio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. And uh, Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. I'm here today having fun with Eric Moff, president and co-founder of Jushi Holdings. And he was just finishing up when we took a break about why, why uh, he and his business partners got into the cannabis place uh, after spending time, a uh, great part of their career in the financial space. So, uh, Eric, go ahead and finish that story up. That'd be great. Yeah. And so, you know, as I was saying to you, in mm-hmm. the fu- function of a product that I think has got great applicability, both recreationally and medically, and then just the opportunity, the opportunity which is in front of us is, you know, we got 330 million Americans. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that have not really had access to you know, high quality, tested, uh, carefully curated uh, cannabis that they can get either delivered or can buy in a in a, you know in a secure environment. And you know, with time, we we should get prices coming down such that the price point then becomes accessible to a lot of people. You know, so when you look at that from a pure business perspective, uh-huh. it's hard not to get excited. And then you know, when we started the business, we we had a view that the regulatory environment at the federal level would change. Yeah. We didn't really draw a timeline 
because it's really hard to do. But How's that going for you from an expectation perspective? I know you didn't draw a timeline. You you made the statement that, hey, we believe that that would happen. Right. And you're right. And uh, but it's 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 been slow to most people's taking. I, it, what about your expectation? You know, I suppose having worked in regulated businesses my yeah. whole life, you always uh, learn that whatever you do takes longer than you want. Yeah. You know, you've got to get not through the regulatory bodies, but you have a lot of people with different views. You know, the 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 the, the democratic legislative process is messy and long, but right. often gets to where we want it to be. So, you know, without having to put a timeline on it, we just said this is a great business. Let's get into some of the great markets. Let's establish a footprint. Mm-hmm. Let's learn the business from the ground up because it's new. And let's create something that we think could, you know, really become a major player in what will be a major segment of the consumer market. Well, that's great. And that's where Jushi comes. So tell me about Jushi. First of all, what is Jushi? What is that? Well, first of all, it's easy to pronounce. It's yeah. Jushi with a J. Jushi. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, easy. I got it the first time. You did. You did, right? You really got it the first time. (laughs) Now, I'd say this, you know, if you go back to to China in the kingdom of Jushi, you know, like, you know, a couple of thousand years ago, they actually uh, found a shaman uh, in an excavation who actually had cannabis on him as a medical, uh, you know, he used for medical purposes. And that's the oldest uh, known uh, use of cannabis for for medicine, and so we thought it was pretty appropriate that we call it Jushi, because you know again we clearly want to have recreational come in, but we also think that it's not just the recreational aspect of it. There's strong medical applicability in everyone's daily health regime that we think fits in. So sure. we like that. We just didn't want to be like. A, you know, a, a typical like let's get hype kind of place. We want to be, we want to be a bit of everything, but we want to be a little bit more thoughtful, a little bit more focused, focused on that. So we thought okay. the name really rang well. That no, it's great and it's easy to pronounce. Which is, you know, if you're going to brand something, that's critical. I think, you know. So, um, so let's talk about it. What is the value prop to the customer? Juicy's value prop to the customer. Yeah, you know, I think our value prop is what are we striving for? I think you know. Okay. I've said a little bit earlier, yeah, I want people to be have access to safe, tested products mm-hmm. in a variety of different ways to involve it, um, in an environment where they can get educated or they can just come in and pick up what they want. Okay. And, um, you know, I want it to be, uh, you know, attractively priced mm-hmm. so that, uh, you know, a broader segment of society will... Uh, endeavor to buy it from my store as opposed to through the, you know, non-regulated market. Mm-hmm. And I think over time, all of us will want regulated product because it's tested, it's safe. You know what the dosages are. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was, a, it, was a, it, was, it was a clear advantage to being able to, you know, enter the regulated market. And over time, that really should become the dominant place. Very few people, you know, drink liquor out of a clear bottle because someone says it's really good. You go and buy, you and I tequila. Yes, you and I tequila. Yeah, wine. And, you know, I think, you know, people are, you know, very conscious, especially the younger, you know, millennial, mm-hmm. very conscious of what they put in their body. And so if you've got a safe, tested product that people know exactly what it is, we think that's a great value proposition. 
And then economies of scale, you know, mm -hmm. if I can grow this in large scale facilities, I'm by definition going to be price competitive to the, the non-regulated market because I just, I can do it legally and I can do it at scale. Okay. Thank you for that. Now, you're an MSO, so you guys are multi-state operators, right? There's several of those out there, okay? And as you look at your business and look at your competitive set, right? I don't know if you consider all MSOs your competitive set, but we can talk about that. What are you finding as your competitive advantage? What? what that's, a, that's a good look. I think that's a great yeah. question. But in yeah. any business, you got to ask it. Right. I think it has to go back to the our history of how did we come into being. Okay. And yeah, we've been investing in the, in the sector now personally, starting about six years ago. And for those two, three years before we started Jushi, there were some, you know, there were some very evident aspects that we thought were going to be problematic. One, the management teams were light at best and incompetent to further worse. In the industry when you in entered the business. Industry. Absolutely. 2016, Absolutely. Yeah. 2015. Yeah. Looked at these uh, management teams and you weak. Weak. Like, well, you mean you you've really never succeeded at anything in life. You just right. have to get lucky in cannabis. Yeah. And, and you know Well, yeah. that's what you know, Eric, that's what Protus has been trying to fix for four and a half, almost five years. I mean, that's our business. That's what we do. We fix that. Uh, so that's important. I agree with you. That that's that's an advantage. And then the second thing is look, we knew that it was going to be capital constraint. With the federal designation of a schedule one drug, uh -huh. you know, I, I call it the the elephant in the keyhole. <laughs> Let me run you through the elephant in the keyhole. <laughs> I want to hear about the elephant in the keyhole. <laughs> So the elephant is the amount of capital we need to build this business. No and doubt. Every three to six months, the elephant gets bigger. You know, Illinois comes online, elephant yeah. bigger, because you need a lot more to sustain an adult use market than you did a medical. Mm -hmm. New Jersey votes in November. You will need a lot more than they have. So the elephant, which is the amount of capital you need to at least get to a balance with demand, is a growing thing, and it's big. Mm -hmm. The keyhole, unfortunately, is the amount of capital available to invest in the cannabis industry due to the federal designation. Almost anyone that touches the federal government, and that's a lot of people, that's hedge funds, that's mm -hmm. asset managers, that's insurance companies, that's pension funds, right. that is large sovereign wealth funds. 95% uh -huh. of the capital that traditionally would be flowing into cannabis to build a new industry can't. It's sitting on the sidelines. That is yeah. an impediment and a massive opportunity. So with us knowing that we had money ourselves, uh -huh. we could access people with money, we uh -huh. knew that that would be a strategic advantage. Uh -huh. We were great managers. We had managed businesses in the past. We managed risk. We knew that. Mm -hmm. We knew that we could raise money. And we knew that that capital issue would continue over time and the elephant would just get better, bigger. Bigger and bigger so and bigger. If that's, yeah. if that's in your mind, then the next question is, let's start a company and let's start to accumulate licenses. Yeah. And then the question should be, how did you do that? And again, being Wall Street guys, we tend to live on analysis. Mm -hmm. You know, people argue it could be analysis paralysis, but data-driven decision-making is proven 
time and time again to be far superior to hunch investing and yes. or just taking a flyer. And so, you know, when you look at absolutely bad management teams, you know that capital is going to be, you know, a real shortage. I always used to say to people, you know, if you want to make a lot of money, there are companies out there that mm -hmm. are effectively run what I call billionaire or bust. Mm -hmm. I mean, the founders are either going to become billionaires or they're going mm -hmm. to go out of business. To date, they've all gone out of business. And with us, what we thought about is a carefully curated balance sheet, proper risk management, data decision-making, Fortune 100 capital structure and accounting. Mm -hmm. That's what will win in this sector. And two and a half years ago when we found Jushi, we did not think we were late to the game. In fact, we thought we were great because we really were that second phase. So yeah. we were able to learn from the mistakes in the first phase movers. We were able to capitalize on a distressed market. And with a background in distressed, what we built with Jushi was not just an operating company, uh -huh. but also a distressed vehicle, meaning we can go and buy distressed assets. And we're about to close on a, uh, on a deal uh, publicly announced, uh -huh. the uh, a grower processor, so a cultivation, extraction, and manufacturing facility in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, yeah owned by Vireo, who was a distressed seller, mm -hmm. and we were able to identify it, liked it, it fit our portfolio, and we were able to buy it in a, you know, effectively a, we believe, and I want to be, oh, be, be careful here, but it was a very attractive uh, price deal for shareholders at Jushi. Absolutely. Now, Eric, we're going to take a break. And then you're going to tell me a little bit more about that and how it fits into what we're going to do at Jushi uh, after we come back. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. And I'm hosting today Eric Moff, president and co-founder of Jushi Holdings. And we'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer and Shipley. Your signature top 10 song, One Toke Over the Line. I've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are. What's the true story? We were playing a little club in Kansas City. A friend stopped by with some really good hash. We stepped out back and came back in. We're tuning up in the dressing room, and Tom said, Man, I'm really one toke over the line. I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. We literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh. It's time to Hemp Resent, only on Cannabis Radio. Oh, lady marijuana llama, tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. 
Empire, a show dedicated to exploring the many potential therapeutic uses of the cannabis plant. Once a cornerstone of healing and now making a heroic comeback, cannabis has the potential to promote health and well-being, bring the body back to homostasis, and foster recovery for a healthier way of living. Empire focuses on a diverse range of serious health issues, presenting views ranging from those of patients and their loved ones through those of researchers and medical professionals. Welcome to Hempire. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is fueled by Produce Global People Solutions. I'm with Eric Moff today, president and co-founder of Juicy Holdings. And... Um, Eric is uh, really sharing some things about what his competitive, he and his partner's competitive advantage uh, in building the Juicy business. And and uh, he was about in the middle of a story talking about a new distressed asset that they have acquired that is public knowledge in Pennsylvania. And what, why don't you tell us, Eric, how that all fits into the strategy, the Juicy strategy? Yeah. So, you know, what we haven't talked about is our footprint. So let me spend a okay. few minutes. I'll come back to it. So, okay. We have what I call three primary markets. These are markets we would like to get as big as possible in. And we have three development markets. So we're one of the five licenses in Virginia. Uh, our licenses is broken into five areas. We are the area right out of what I call service area, right out of the side of D.C. Fantastic license. Mm-hmm. We have the ability to open six stores. You can only deliver to the area that you were designated it's a new program. It's coming online at the end of the year. You know, I basically have 1.7 million people in my service area. That's beautiful. That's a typical, for Juicy, that's a deal we love. Okay. And you have a limited license market. You can build a big footprint. You can get big. You can get large. You can get dominant. Then in Pennsylvania, we have the ability to open up 15 stores. Eight of them are, are currently operational. Okay. The other seven are in development that will be opening over the next 12 months. Okay. That's the legal, currently the legal limit um, on how many you can have is 10% and there's 150 licenses. Uh, with this acquisition of Verio, we now what they call vertically integrate. So not only do we have the maximum number of stores, but you're only allowed one grower process. That's 45,000 square feet of indoor cultivation, which by the way, still is the best flower, indoor rules, mm-hmm. you know, hoop house, greenhouse, that's great. But indoor really is the quality that we think our our patients and our clients would want. And so that gives us as big, you can't get bigger in Pennsylvania. Nine right. of the stores are around Philly, three are around Pittsburgh, three are around Scranton. Uh, Perfect. Potential home for the future, President yeah. of the United States, we all hope. Yeah. So it's a beautiful thing. It's a great market. Then in Illinois, we've got two stores going to four. Okay. Uh, uh, that is the hottest market to be in right now. Uh, you know, just tremendous demand. Uh, just a fantastic place to be. And then we've got three development markets. We do extraction in Ohio. We're building that facility. should be done by year end. We've got okay. a small cultivation and manufacturing and processing in uh, Nevada. That's a great little foothold. That's an interesting place. A lot of distress in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Not a good place right now. COVID's really hurt it. Yeah. And then we open our first store in Santa Barbara. Nice place, yeah. You know, not a bad yeah. place. It's no? a beautiful place to go. A lot of tourists. Right. right. Uh, so we think that's, a, and it's one of three in the, in the town. 
There are okay. that limited, again, you hear this limited, limited like, yeah. licenses where you can, when you can create a, a really dominant position. And then we've got a few other, we want to call the city license. We're in the process of developing that. So that's basically our footprint. It's to take a few markets, go big, go deep, go early. Great. In some of these other markets like California, Nevada, kind of distressed, hard to do business, mm -hmm. lots of regulatory noise, kind of a world that we really understand and are yeah. able to, to, to capitalize on. That's that that's that is a competitive advantage. That's a nice story. So you guys just uh did some uh new financing yourselves. We did, you know, mm -hmm. and being risk averse kind of financiers, mm -hmm. we don't like to buy things without having money. There are a few of our MSO competitors that can explain that that doesn't work out great. Yeah. Um, if you want to wipe out the equity. Um, so, you know, we, we raised $33 million. Yeah. Our second. Congratulations. Raise. Good. Thank you. you. Absolutely. Got to so have money. You've got to have money and you've got to have money uh, before you spent it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we've, we've done a raise. We've, we are beautifully capitalized. We're not sure we can build everything out. And you know, you know, COVID's been for the cannabis industry has been a really has been really quite positive. You know, no I, one dreamed it, but it has know, been. Our yeah. businesses have done God. We've got no one that's got sick at any of our stores. They've done a great job adhering to all of the protocols from the CDC. So I feel very proud of the team. I feel honored that they've gone to work day in and day out during this crisis. Right. But you know, our patients, our patients need in Pennsylvania. They need their medication. It is right. our, it's, it's our, you know, it's, it's our, you know, it's, it's our requirement as, as that provider to stay open and we've done that. So um, I, I, that's, that's, that's wonderful. And that's, you guys are a real success story and, and a very difficult business and a very difficult time in the business to get cash. You guys have figured this thing out. You, you, you've leveraged your experiences and your backgrounds prior to getting into business and you're creating a success story that we're all going to be proud of and come on federal government, come on, hurry up federal government, man. We need you right now. Um, look, you know what's interesting about that yeah. is the federal government for the first time actually needs us. Just think about this. I want to give you a quick math in Pennsylvania. Okay. 150 stores. Each of them has about 20 people that they employ. When you go to adult use, you literally need 150% more people because so much busier. Yeah. That's an extra 30 people per store. So you're talking about almost 5,000 service sector jobs just by adult use. Oh, man, that is that is great. That is great. Now, so look, you got to come back because there's some things we didn't we didn't talk about. I want to talk about your new D2C uh, deal with Hello, you know, that you guys did. I want to talk about that because that and that's we can do a whole show on that, Eric. We, we, we can have a whole conversation about that because that is on the horizon and that's becoming a, a bigger bigger, bigger slice of the pie for for operators and, and cannabis, food, drink, and everything. So we can talk about that. But the last thing I want from you is I'd love to get your vision of where you see the cannabis space going over the next 18 months, three years. Three years sounds like an eternity, but yeah, what do you see? Yeah, with 18 months. Yeah, yeah. You know, I am a bull. I'm a bull that the Democrats are going to uh, sweep uh uh, into the Senate, majority mm -hmm. of the Senate, I think Biden's got a very realistic chance of winning. Mm -hmm. And that's just going to be un unanimously good for the cannabis industry. Number one, set front and center will be decriminalization. Mm -hmm. 
you know, with decriminalization, I always say, let me get this right. So you're going to decriminalize the smoking of a joint, but you got to buy it from a criminal. <laughs> I mean, like who thought that up? So I think decriminalization means legalization. Yeah. Legalization means standardization of product, standardization of, of materials, tested products, safe. And so I am a, a, I am a bull. I think 18 months from now, we will be a long way towards some federal normalization, mm-hmm. state by state to make a decision on what they want to do. And I think, uh, you know, the day that happens, I think investor interest in the U.S. will just skyrocket because, again, the elephant in the keyhole, mm-hmm. all the problems are the big banks and the big brokers have no incentive to cover us. Or they can't even. In fact, they're not allowed to. So right. the minute you start to allow capital to actually come into the cannabis sector freely, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be an, an incredible place. And I think if you can get in early, which we've done, and get yeah. these footprints established when it's hard, those valuations should go up tremendously. So, you know, I am, I am quite bullish at the moment on the outcome, but it don't matter. Even if we don't get radical change quickly, the markets I'm in, the businesses we're building. You're doing it right, man. Are going to be fantastic yes. and steady state. And then, of course, you get the, the hockey stick if you get the federal right. normalization. Right. So you're comfortable you got a good business now. Oh, we have a great business. Yeah. Yeah, you, have a, you just You keep your eye out for the next few quarters of earnings. I mean, I think we're going to be one of the fastest growing cannabis companies in the U.S., uh, you will be, Eric. This has been a great pleasure. Hey, stay with me a minute after we we sign off here. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits, and I've spent my time today with Eric Moff. And Eric is the president and co-founder of Juicy. Uh, and as if you heard this podcast, you know that is a very successful MSO multi-state operator with a real strategy and real, real, real management and leadership experience to be successful. Something to watch for, Juicy. Please, thank you for joining us. And uh, look, you can download episodes of this, Plant Profits, by going to CannabisRadio.com. Cannabis Radio is a great partner. Or subscribe to the show on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcast, you can find Plant Profits. Follow Protus Global through our social networks, include all of them, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of them. Finally, learn more about how we are building companies, how we're changing lives at Protus Global. That's ProtusGlobal.com, P-R-O-T-I-S, Global.com. Until next time, this is Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.